Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Run Hard Running Team podcast. My hope is for you to hear stories of other runners and those who are active, and it inspires you to be better and be more active. Today, we have Xander Jeffcoat on the podcast, and I hope that you can glean from him his running experience, his running expertise, and it inspires you to go and run more or be more active. I feel very confident that based on his stories and what he has for us today, that it will inspire you to do just that. So without further ado, Xander, thanks for being on the podcast, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you for inviting me and uh, thank you for giving me this opportunity. You know it, man. You know it. So first off, start telling all of us, how did you start running? When did you get into it? I should say. So I started running in third grade. I uh, did the program, Run Hard, and uh, ever since then I just enjoyed it. They, the coaches made it really fun for everyone, I believe. And uh, after Run Hard, I went and joined the cross-country team at Lexington High School. And after that, I really started to pick it up and really started um, enjoying running and specifically focusing more on running and uh I mean, it was just all really fun in my opinion. So definitely have to give a big kudos and thank you to Run Hard for getting me involved with the sport. Hey, man, no, no <laughs> shame in that shameless plug right there, Run Hard. <laughs> you, you know, and Run Hard, what we try to do is we try to give these kids a taste of what the sport of running would be like or could be like and let that inspire them and create a drive within them to pursue the sport if they like it. You know, give them that taste. If they like what they taste, then take it from there and pursue it in middle school or high school, whatever they choose. But let's go back to that run hard story or part of your running life so far. Because what I know and that most people don't know is you started the run hard program when you were second grade? Third grade. Third grade. So third grade and you developed over those years from third grade all the way to sixth grade but you never won a run hard race correct that, that is correct yeah. never won so that's probably strange for some people to think because you just assume that all of the success that you had now you would think that oh well he's just a natural like he he was always a winner. He always won races. But in reality, that's not true, right? That is incorrect. Now, you finished kind of close to the top, right? Did mm -hmm. you ever what would what was the highest place you finished in your age group or grade level? So, I, I believe I did not including like the top couple of people. I believe I did finish top in my age group. But um there's always just more people in front of me i believe i finished 12th place two years in a row um or two seasons in a row that would probably be i want to say fifth grade the two seasons in fifth grade and then in sixth grade i ran the championship race um and came in second at the championship race and that was like my pr i was super stoked about that so um you know i just i never won it kind of disappointed me but I just kind of kept my head up and kept grinding out the miles and, you know, really taught me something that even if you don't win, then you can still always win in the future. Do you remember who beat you in that championship race your sixth grade year? Yeah, it was Connor, Connor Forshee, and, okay. uh, and he was like two years younger than me, so 
it was kind of aggravating. He, I believe he broke 20 in that race, so he definitely ran really fast. And, um, but, you know, I just kept my head up and I was sure. like, all right, I, I, I got a PR. So I was sure. happy about that and try yeah. to keep, keep the positives in my mind instead of yeah. thinking, Hey, this little kid beat me. Why am I losing to him? You know? Yeah. Now a few <clears throat> years, I, I couldn't remember. I, I think it was a year prior that you were running the same championship race. And for those listening, what we mean when we say championship race is that, we have a run hard 5k at the end of our program. And then those who finish in the top five of their grade level at that time, we had a run hard championship race. And that's what we're referring to whenever we, whenever we say the championship race and the year prior, when you were in fifth grade, I think you were re- racing against Garrison, Garrison Budick, Ga- Garrison Budick. And, um, he beat you that year. However, mm-hmm. While y'all were racing, it was a double loop at Pleasant Hill Elementary, and me and a guy named Kevin Wood were watching the leaders run, and Garrison was obviously in first place, and he had a gap, a large gap after the first loop. Y'all began to close that gap, but you were running with somebody. It was you and somebody else going back and forth in second place. Do you remember who you were running with at that uh, Yeah, his name is Logan Goodwin. Okay. Yes, yeah, sir. Logan. He, he tried out for... Uh, cross country and then he ended up going and playing baseball yes sir. but um but y'all were neck and neck in, in second place and kevin and i commented to each other we're like wow look at that guy's form because i mean you to be as fast as you are now you have to have some type of god given gift you know and to have an efficient stride at that age is a gift. So obviously that even though if you want to be as fast as you can, you have to have some things on your side. And obviously the 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 stride and the natural um, just um, stride, I guess if you will, that that you were born with and that you have developed over time has helped you succeed. You didn't have to work to have a great stride. You obviously had a lot that you had to work with early on. So I will say that um, you did have some things working for you early on. But, man, what a great race. That was a competitive race. Do you remember where you ended up finishing? Yeah, I finished third because third. Logan yeah. outkicked me at the end, yeah. which yeah. I, I still get outkicked a lot of races, yeah. but something that you can always improve on. So there you have it, all competitors for Xander. There's how you beat him. Do you hear that, guys? <laughs> on the kick. Stay with him to the end, and he just told you you can beat him in the kick. We don't know if that's still the case, but you know if there's any way that you want to try and beat Xander, that could be it. So you fell in love with the sport early on. You you jumped into running in middle school when you were in seventh grade. You joined the cross country team in Lexington. When was your first taste of victory? Once you joined the cross country team, how early did you experience success? So. My first race, um, we ran at a super hard course, and it was crowded. A lot of people were there, and I never broke 20. That was my whole goal through Run Hard was to break 20, break 20. I ran like 20.09 or 20.08, something something like that. And my first cross-country race, I ran like 19.14. And after that, I was like, holy cow, Like, what are these people doing that's like getting me this fast? 
And then my second race, I won the JV race at Lexington High School and ran like 1843 or something like that. So I was just kind of astonished and kind of like, what the heck, you know, I was, I couldn't believe like what was happening. So you're two races in and already taken a minute and a half off of your all-time PR. Yes, sir. Yeah. So that first year, what was your PR in seventh grade when you joined the team? 1754. And that, if I remember correctly, that was a region race. Yes, sir, it was. 1754. So you were still running JV at the time, even though that time could run many varsity teams around the state. Yes, sir. Yeah. So since since you started, since seventh grade, what's happened now in high school up to this point? You're a rising senior at Lexington High School, or you're in your second semester junior year. So you're going to be a senior next cross-country season. So you have one cross-country season left, two track seasons left. Yes, sir. So what um, what's happened now? What kind of accolades, what kind of success have you had since seventh grade to now your second semester junior year? So in f- freshman year, ninth grade, I got all state. I believe I finished ninth, ninth place at state. Um, I was very happy with that. Um, ten, tenth grade, I finished second in state, got out kicked. Uh, Who did you lose to that year? Zane Jackson. Zane Jackson, okay. Very good runner. Um, 90% of the time, I'll get out kicked, but... Um, 10th place, or I'm sorry, 10th grade got second place, and then this past cross-country season, I ended up winning state, and uh, it was just a really good feeling because um, I dealt with a lot throughout the season, and, you know, I was I was just kind of, again, I was kind of shocked with sure. with the results, and sure. um, and we were able to race back at Sandhills again because it originally got um, infested with cornfields and uh we had to take a whole season where we couldn't race there, and that was probably one of my favorite courses. So, um, do you think you would have won your tenth grade year if you raced at Sand Hills? I feel like I would have probably ran a little better because I'm I kind of run better on like rolling hill courses and sand and dirt and all that instead of just flat grass. Um, that's just kind of me personally, but I feel like. If Zane did give it his all uh, that day, I feel like I could have given him a little extra something to sure. possibly finish a little closer sure. to him, if not beat him. Yeah. So after finishing second last year, you're coming into this season, I'm assuming that you're like, okay, so I'm the favorite. There's a good chance that I can win state this year. Yes, sir. And it had to be a goal, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So your goal coming into the season was I'm going to win state. So what did that summer prep look like coming into a season that maybe you didn't know if it was going to happen because of COVID and how it canceled the spring track season? And did that change the way that you prepared for the upcoming fall cross-country season for 2020? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I kind of thought about state the entire summer. Um, every workout I would go into, I'd be like, all right, like if I finish this workout, I'll run great at state or something like that. So um, I kind of feel like I use that in kind of a negative way. Um, I feel like I kind of pushed a little too early d- throughout the summer and uh, didn't give my body enough recovery. So I started getting injured and try to run through the injuries and that never works out. Um, no matter how good, or, how good or how bad you are, um, you cannot run through those injuries. 
So I just kind of kept pushing and pushing and, uh, I ended up crumbling apart and kind of, kind of turned into like this whole mountain of like falling rocks and essentially. So, um, it was just kind of a bad feeling to have because I was like, I just trained for four months ever since track up to this point. I'm in great shape. Now I have to take time off because sure. of something I could have fixed two months ago or three months ago. So, um, yeah. So that's how I use it negatively because I was like, all right, I just have to finish this one workout. I'll do great at state. And then, uh, yeah. And then whenever I was taking my time off, I was like thinking about state. I was like, I can't let my team down because if I finish first at state, I'll get one point for the team. That'll help out the team a bunch. And uh, so I started going to Coach Jesse's neighborhood on the elliptical um, pretty much every single day. And uh, I would do like an hour on the elliptical and watch TV while I was just kind of moving my legs, keeping fresh, keeping the injuries away. And uh, yeah, I ended up winning state. with the time I did not expect. So, uh, what was yeah. that time? <laughs> it was fifteen twenty four. Fifteen twenty four, And how long were you injured? I was injured since the start of summer until yeah. the night before the race. So at some point during that fall season, did the thoughts come into your mind? Like this injury may derail my hope for this season of, at that point it had to be just running state much less winning state. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely feel like I had a sense of like deconfidence, uh, at Lake Murray Invitational because that was the first, well, I wouldn't say that was my first cross country race. I had to like pull out of, um, but when I was running, I was feeling way worse than probably anyone else out there. And, uh, I was running and there's like a whole pack behind me and in front of me for that matter. And, um, Spain Vaughn was in there. He was looking great. He ran a great time. He was looking very fresh. Um, and then there's two or three other guys, a uh, Wade Hampton guy, uh, Casey Burr. Um, he was, he was killing me out there. And, uh, at that point I was like, I feel like this guy might win state. That was like the first like thing I thought whenever I had to drop out. And, um, you know, I just kind of, I had my head down for a couple of days and then I was like, well, I can't just let this one race kind of, kind of get me in the morning for, until state, I guess. Sure. So I just kind of kept it rolling. I kind of kept my head up, didn't think about the race at all, and uh, yeah, it ended up working out in my favor. So when was your first race back that you had the thought, okay, I'm back. I may not be a hundred percent healthy, but I'm getting better. And I still have a shot at this thing. It definitely would have been, it would have been region. It would have been the region meet. And uh, I felt great that day and I ran a pretty good time. And that was actually very close to the time I ran last year. And last year I was in extremely good shape. So I was like, well, I'm already back to pretty much where I was last year off of pretty much no running. So and I still had like three, three weeks, three and a half weeks of running until state. So, um, I was just like, holy cow, like I can actually win state again. Yeah. Yeah. Or win it. So take us to that state championship day. <clears throat> you, you're at the starting line, 
Lexington as a team has an outside shot at winning the thing. A lot of things had to come together for Lexington to, to win the team mm-hmm. championship, but it was it, it was still a chance out there that they could. But you're standing at the start line. You see the guy from Wade Hampton there, right? Yes, sir. So so he's on the starting line too, and you, you have to think, okay, the last time I towed the line with this guy, he beat me, right? Yes, sir. And <clears throat> now you're at the start line of your goal. Okay, so you're like, okay, I'm here. I'm healthy, right? Yes, sir. Was there a, a question in your mind of, am I fit enough to win this thing because of your injury? Not because you didn't have the drive or slacked during the season, but because of the injury. Did that thought, thought cross your mind? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, the day before, <coughs> sorry. Uh, so the day before, um, I was on my run and, uh, I felt pretty good, like, my breathing was down, I was going pretty quick, and, uh, but the one thing that kind of, like, went through my mind was, is my injury going to pop up again? Like, is it going to pop up in the morning? Is it going to pop up in the middle of the race? Um, so I went home, I started stretching out, and I started walking around my house, and I could feel that injury starting to, like, I could feel it just a little bit, and, um, you know, it just kind of got progressively worse throughout the night. Uh, I woke up at, like, 2.30 2.30 in like a pretty good amount of pain in my calf and uh I just kind of grabbed a, a, a lacrosse ball rolled it out and um went back to sleep woke up the next morning it was 100% better I don't know what happened but um I started warming up it felt great did my strides everything felt great and uh whenever the gun went off I just had so much adrenaline that I probably wouldn't have felt it throughout the whole race so it was kind of a blessing that I didn't feel anything yeah. during during that race. So the gun goes off, y'all start. Sir? The, the gun goes off, and y'all start the race. All yes, right. sir. And it is a mad dash, <laughs> that first you know, half mile, really, mm-hmm. and crowded, I'm sure. So first half mile, you, you, you're getting into your groove, and what what's happening that first half mile? So I got boxed in pretty hard. Um, yeah. I was kind of towards the back, I'd say I was probably, if there's 100 people, let's just say that, I was probably near 75th, I was two, three-fourths of the way in the backpack. So, I mean, 75% of the people in front of you, you're in the back. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm and it's crowded. way back there, it's crowded, I can barely get anywhere. I mean, and, how, how wide do you think the course was at that point, just to give people an idea? When you say boxed in, 75 people in front of you, then... How wide of a shoot do you have to try to pass people? It's probably like 12 foot. Yeah. 12 yeah. foot gap okay. that you can pass people through. And if there's 75 people in front of you, every single square inch of that 12 yeah. foot is taken taken up. Oh, so yeah. um, I'm just running. I'm not too worried because I usually get boxed in at the start. That's what happened last year at State. And uh, I, I look over and I see a, the Somerville guy. Um, Darren Hines. I see Darren Hines. He's a great runner. Um, I see him right to the right of me. So I see him start moving up. So I hop in right behind him. I go with him. And uh, after the second turn, like everyone just kind of like gets into this line, kind of like a Kenyan line, how they like work out. Um, and I just shoot over to the right of everyone. And I just start trying to sprint basically in the middle of the race because um, it's a downhill for that first half so mile or so in the line? i have i guess they want to take the like turn super tight 
Um, yeah. I'm not really sure that it happened both time at qualifier and state. But it gave you room to pass. Oh, yeah. It gave me a bunch of room to pass. Like, yeah. I wasn't bumping into anyone. I just kind of yeah. went on the outside and uh, just kind of moved my way up yeah. the line. Yeah. So you get to the first mile mark, and do you remember what place you're in? I was mile? in second place. Second place. Yes, sir. All right. Who was in front of you? Guy from Nation Ford. I'm not too sure what his name is, but yeah. um, he 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 started out in first place at a state qualifier as well. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. Do you remember your split in the first mile of the state championship? It was like four fifty-five. Okay, I believe. So you go through the first mile at four fifty-five, and being a spectator at that race, uh, I, I can say that once you go through that first mile, like I. I was able to see you go through that first mile, but after that, I mean, there's really no spectator spots until mile two. Yes, sir. So it's kind of like, okay, as we're watching and coaches watching, parents watching, everybody's watching, we're like, okay, who's going to come out of the woods first? Because like you said, there there was a group that was close enough together, five, six people, that it was really a toss-up. Yes, sir. And so then we see the first person come out of the woods, and it's Xander. We see Xander come out of the woods, and nobody's behind him. What happened in the woods? Did you trip people? Did you just, I mean, did, did, did I mean, what happened? So, when we enter the woods, um, it's kind of like a loose sand, kind of, or it's kind of loose sand, and, um, you know, I live on a super soft dirt road, and, uh, you know, I've run up that thing multiple times, probably three or four times a week, and, um, you know, I, I guess my body's kind of used to that soft dirt, so I just kind of just picked up the pace a bunch throughout that 200-meter stretch. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just kind of went along. I really didn't – I didn't drop the pace, like, a tremendous amount, but I just kind of threw in a little surge. And uh, and nobody followed. N- nobody followed me. Yeah. Um, so after that, we entered about – I don't know, 800 meters of like kind of flat grass. And, um, you know, I exited that soft sand, hit the grass and I just kind of booked it. It was, it was like my legs were kind of like on top of clouds. That's what it felt like. And, um, it just felt great after, after that little mile or whatever. Um, so then entered the woods for this, like for the second time, I guess. And, uh, that's where everyone can kind of see because there's like a little direct path sure. from the mile marker down this little road. And then you can see everyone standing there. And, uh, after I hit the woods, I kind of, I thought about this time I ran with, uh, some Kenyans from Benedict and, uh, we were running at Harbison state forest. And whenever we entered this one certain trail, they like started sprinting in the middle of the woods. It was crazy. And, uh, for some reason, that just came to my mind. So after I entered that portion of the woods, I just started sprinting again. I don't know how I dug that deep to sprint again, but I found an extra gear, and it was just kind of like windy, windy little gravel back and forth cutbacks, I guess. And uh, exited the woods again, and the, everyone is just standing at the end of the woods. And uh, that gave me my like third kind of like, confidence booster because there's this one guy and i think you can hear in the race video there's i I don't know if it was a guy or a girl but they're like you got this no one's behind you and i could have swore like 
I would have put money on it that someone was like 10 meters back because I thought I heard footsteps, but um, I, I started sprinting again and uh, I finished the race. I looked back and there's just people like just now making the final turn with like 100, 150 yeah. to go. And, so yeah. you get into the finish, finisher shoot and it's probably what, 200 meters there is that little downhill going to the finish line. When, when did you realize you had it? Um, I think, I don't know, I believe I looked back at some point from the last time we exited the woods to the finish line that I looked back, and I didn't see anyone in sight, and, uh, I think it was, I think it was right before the final turn, I kind of gave a little quick look back, and, um, no one was in sight, and I was like, I, I can't believe what's happening right now. Yeah, yeah. So, what what was the first thought when you crossed that finish line? Other than stop stop your watch. Were you wearing a watch? Probably. I was wearing a watch. Okay, so <laughs> obviously th- th- that's the big joke for all of us runners. All of our finisher picks are us stopping our watch. Yes, but, sir. So after you did that, what was uh what was your first thought? Uh, my first thought was I wanted a cheeseburger or something. Yeah. Because uh I didn't I don't think I had a cheeseburger in a while. I don't think I got the cheeseburger, but um, yeah, I really wanted something sweet and unhealthy because uh, I kind of tried to limit or limit myself to sweets. Sure. Um, ever since I got injured mid-season, I was like, all right, I cannot eat unhealthy because I have to do well at state. So um, and then my second thought was like, holy crap, I just want state. Like, yeah, that's a huge accomplishment. Um, no matter like what division you're in. And, uh, sure. yeah, I was like, holy crap. Yeah. I was like, I just did that. Long time coming. Yes, sir. Yeah. You mentioned running with Kenyans from Benedict and uh, running at Harbison with them. Who do you train with? Is there a certain group that you like to train with or people you like to train with outside of your cross-country team, you know, during the season? Yes, but sir. Like in the off-season and other times, are there people that, that you try to train with or like to train with? So definitely those Kenyans from Benedict College. Um, yeah. They just have a really good um, attitude. They're always happy about everything, and uh, they're really fast. Um, and then second off is Thomas Sutcliffe. Uh, he was an ex-Lexington runner. He runs for Anderson now. And um, you know, anytime I have the chance to, I run with him. We do workouts a lot together, and uh, you know he's really good. I'm trying to beat him in some events. He's definitely beaten me in some events. So, um, sure. So if we just work together, I mean, we've gotten a lot faster, um, just by working together, doing a few workouts. Sure. So, um, those are definitely my two top people I like training with, sure. especially in the off season. Yeah. So outside of cross country, you, you just didn't experience success during the cross country season. You also set some state records this year. Yes, right? sir. Yeah. So you set the 10K state record for your age yes, for sir. South Carolina in February? March. It was it was March 14th. March 14th. Okay. Pi day. And then you just set the 5K record for your age group really twice yes, sir. this year. So you set that in November. And then your most recent day, the cold winter's day, that you ran really fast. Yes, sir. And you beat... Thomas, that you said you trained with a few minutes ago. Yes, sir. What was it like beating him? 
Someone who's a collegiate runner, um, but a friend at the same time. Did you rub it in? Oh uh, no, sir. Um, no. it was we we're mainly racing that race just to see like what kind of fitness we're in because okay. we want to f- see like where lactic threshold point was, where critical velocity point was, sure. um, our tempo paces. We need to figure all that out. Yeah. And um, so we're just mainly racing it for that. Um. He was sitting on my hip for the whole race, and I was scared that he was going to outkick me. But um, but he said that he could have, but he just didn't want to. Which I don't know. Maybe he could have. You believe him? Uh, I feel like that was a little excuse I threw out there. <laughs> but um, yeah. But he, he was. I feel like we both had a lot more to give because after the race, we were barely breathing at all. It was a perfect day for running. Um, and what was your time? I ran fifteen nineteen. Okay, so everyone, you heard that here runs a 15 19 5k and he and i quote says barely breathing uh, it was a perfect day for yeah. running it was yeah. like mid 40s i believe just under that so sure. um sure. and my legs felt fresh the whole time it was it was a great feeling to be honest yeah 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 you have races like that you know where it just feels like everything clicks the weather's great um it just it it feels like you can't get tired yes sir and those are the days that keep us coming back Mm -hmm. because there's many days more days than not that it's like man this is a struggle yeah so yeah that's um that's great man so you train with thomas you train with um the kenyans now you're prepping for track. What are your goals for this upcoming track season of your junior year in high school? I don't really have any like specific goals, but um, I definitely want to win the two mile and hope, or for state, win the two mile. And um, if I'm lucky, come top three in the mile, or okay. if not, win the mile. So um, what's it gonna take to win the mile? You think it's gonna take. Under a 420 mile, okay. I feel like, which is a, a big stretch for me personally. But um, I feel like if everything goes right, I don't get injured. Um, I feel like that's definitely doable. Sure. Well, what's it going to take to win the two mile? <sighs> I, I have no idea, to be honest. Yeah. What's, um, your P, what's your two mile PR? 925. 925. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. You think uh, a 920 will win? Yes, sir. I feel like that will be pretty good pretty good uh race what's your highest finishing place for the two mile in state for track seventh place seventh place okay, yes sir. what did you run for seventh place i ran nine nine fifty eight okay all right so that's um was that run your sophomore year eighth grade eighth grade year yes sir wow okay and that's your best place yes sir okay all it, right. it was out of eight people, so I didn't finish last, but second to last, you know. But you were in eighth grade. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. So that that um that's awesome. Now, with everything still in question about the upcoming track season, you know, with limitations, COVID, and and all that, what's um what's next for you other than track season coming up? So, mm, that's a hard question. Um, Do you have anything planned outside of track, like any tune-up races before season starts? Because the season will start 
officially with meets beginning of March. Yes. However, sir. y'all have training and everything that's probably already started now, right? Yes. Well, yeah. not well, sort of. Okay. Um, we're kind okay. of like in a dead period, so okay. Um, we can run with each other, but we nothing can't like official. yes or nothing official. Yeah. Yeah. So any races on your schedule? I might try to run one indoor meet in Alabama. Okay. Um, I'll have to convince my parents yeah. first, but uh, if I can do that, then I'll probably run just one indoor meet, and that's it, and then kind of wait it out till the uh, season starts in March. What will you run in the indoor? I'll probably try to run a 5K if they have it. Um, I'm really interested to see what my 5K can be on a track because sure. I've all in the past two track 5Ks I've ran crap. It's been hot. It's been windy. It's hasn't been the good condition. So um, I feel like if yeah. I run indoor, you know, all the conditions are neutral. Sure. The only bad thing would just be yeah the the lung issue with the yeah. still air and all that. So yeah. Who is your biggest running influence? Who would you say that you? <laughs> I, I I wouldn't say really not meaning one who inspires you to run, but one who you watch and you try to mimic and you, you, you try to be, I wouldn't say be like, but you know what I mean? When I ask that question, yes, like, sir. who do you see? And you're like, wow, they either have a nice form, they have incredible work ethic, or I want to try to do what they're doing because they're successful at what they do. Anybody like that? Jakob Inkebrickson. Yeah. Yes, who sir. is that? Uh, he was a, he's a 21 year old, uh, Norwegian runner. Okay. And, when he was 18, he ran like 13:02 in the 5K on Holy the track. Cow. Yeah, he's he was quick. He is the youngest person to break four in the mile. He did that when he was 16. Um, he has the mile world record for like 17 year old. Um, he ran like 350 something when he was 17. Wow. I mean, he was he's a great runner, and um, yeah. each year he's just progressed. He's won multiple uh european championships in cross country he finished fifth place in the 5k in the doha world championships in 2019 wow um fourth place in the 1500 so he's a great runner and he's still really young can you spell spell his name for me so it's j-a-k-o-b got it and then inka brixton is spelled i-n-g-e-b-r-d I-G-S-T-E-N. Yeah, I'm going to look him up because he sounds like a phenomenal runner. And, I mean, almost more impressive than his stats are that you know how to spell that. (laughs) Yeah. So, I didn't – I've never heard of him. But I'm going to look him up because, I mean, that young, running that fast, that's almost unheard of. Yeah, it's it's insane. And – sorry – and the best part about him is that he trains with his two older brothers, uh, Philip and Henrik, and they're all coached by their dad. And all three of them are insanely good. They all they've all made it to the world podium or not podium, yeah. but they've made it to the world stand. Um, they're they're all great. And in uh, Norway, they have a uh, they have their own like reality TV show. Which is kind of interesting. Wow. Yeah. So you go home to visit for Thanksgiving. You doing a tr- turkey trot? Yes, I mean, sir. You, you, turkey trot, group run, something. Yes, sir. You're running on Thanksgiving if you're in that family. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's somebody that you look at, you 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 try to mimic what what they're doing and try to be just as good. Who would be uh, probably the positive influence in you, or it could be a group of people that you say, man, they inspire me to achieve as much as I can through the sport of running. Hmm. Well, I'd definitely say those three brothers, but um, if I had to give an individual and a group, I would say the individual would definitely be Thomas Sutcliffe. Yeah. Um, he's he's kind of been like an older brother, I would say. Sure. Ever since sure. I was in eighth grade, he's kind of taken me under his wing and trained me throughout the summers, the winters. Um, and then if I had to look at a group, I would definitely say the Ten Man Elite. Hmm. Um, they're uh, they're really good. They run in Colorado, and uh, they always have a positive attitude. Sure. They have a really good fan base. Sure. So, um, yeah, yeah. So I would definitely say for an individual and yeah. group, those would be the two. Yeah. So with the group that I help coordinate, the Run Hard Running Team, we we help kids second grade through eighth grade try to understand the sport of running, but we leverage that and we teach them life values like teamwork, how to make wise choices, leadership, all that mm-hmm. stuff. You went through it, you graduated from it, all that. So you know. <laughs> yes, sir. But what advice would you give a kid that might be interested in running or at minimum is at least starting to run, figure out the sport? What advice would you give them? Or if it's not a kid, but someone who is new to the sport of running, where close to a new we're in the first month of 2021 Mm -hmm. many people are starting um new habits trying to start um habits that'll make them healthier things like that so you got new people to the sport or to the active life and you have kids probably close to about the same what advice would you give them for someone who is just starting or is very young and starting to become interested into the sport so for the young people out there, um, I would definitely say take it easy to start off running. I would not recommend running every single day. Um, two or three times a week would do you a lot of good, and um, and that would just build up for whatever is about to come um, your way in the future and whenever you join cross-country track or if you do. And um, if you're an old well, I wouldn't say old, but if you, if a uh, adult, if you're an adult, there you go. um, if you're an adult, um, I would say definitely try to find a group to run with. Uh, yeah. there's a ton of groups out there. Sure. Um, and running with someone would is so much more fun than running alone. Um, from personal experience, if I have someone to run with, I can run faster and I get more motivated to run instead of running by myself. Whenever I'm like, all right, I have to run. Sure. 45 minutes alone sure. on this one straight road sure. you know it's, it's it's i wouldn't say it's boring but it's not as fun as running with the with right. the group of people right so if people want to stay up to date on your running success your running experience do you have any social media platforms you want to share with people say hey follow me here if you want to just stay in touch with me and what i have going on yeah so my instagram is guy from split um, a lot of people t- tell me I look like the guy from the movie Split because he has a bald head. Uh, <laughs> so, so uh, that's my Instagram is g u y dot f r o m dot s p l i t. Guy from Split. Got and <laughs> and uh, 
Yeah, so that's that's my uh, Instagram right there. Perfect, perfect. Follow him on Instagram for all the things that is happening within Xander Jeffcoat's life and running life, training life, all that kind of stuff. So, Xander, thanks, man, for coming on, chatting with us a little bit, your experience throughout this cross-country season, record setting, and all things to come, man. I appreciate it. Keep it up. Yes, sir. Working hard. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, always remember, run hard. See ya.